Good evening, residents, and welcome to this episode of Nightmare Nobodies. I am Timothy, and I'm joined by my friend Sam as we get together to discuss horror movies. Find a seat as we begin the gathering. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am feeling delightfully spooky today. I you am. look delightfully spooky. <laughs> I. This is the first time I've done clown makeup. Um like actual clown makeup. I mean, I don't think I actually did this clown makeup when I was like a baby, but I mean, you know, when you're a baby, you're like parents dress you up as a clown, right? And put little cute stuff on you. But this is the first time I'm dressed as a scary clown. I've got fake blood or yeah, I've got fake blood all over me. I've got a clown costume on, you know, I look like one of the ghosts from the, the movie we are discussing. Today. You were clearly inspired by the clown from the movie we're talking about today, Hell House mm -hmm. LLC, mm -hmm. um, the one that's dressed in black and white, except you are not bald. I'm not. That was a costume error, and we're just dealing with, we're dealing with hair today. And it's also fine. a level of commitment that I personally wouldn't do, so I don't blame you. I almost shaved my head. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give up on <laughs> That's dedication. <laughs> Oh, no, it's good. I don't think I could do that. No. No. No, you got great hair. Well, I mean, let, let me see what's like, what's going on with your shirt today. Like, tell me what a little bit's going on. I can't really make out. Like, I can so see hats and my skulls. shirt is like a vintage. It's got like vintage Halloween vibes mm. with um, the skull with top hat. Like there's a uh, palmistry hand. There's a sign that says creature of the night with like a top hat. And just random stuff. It was a birthday gift from my daughter, and so I figured I would oh, wear it. Very good. I, I love that. Especially um, since it, we are less than a week away from Halloween. We are. Oops, sorry. Um, I'm very excited. My neighborhood is finally looking very spooky. Jealous. Oh, I mean, not very spooky. The, the street I live on isn't very spooky, but there's there's a couple of really good houses here that have nice decorations that go all out, you know, spider webs, the whole thing. I mean, spider webs, I mean, like the whole like rope. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like the big ones. Thing. Yeah, um, but it's it's good. I'm very excited for Halloween this year. So as Me we too. have alluded to, we are talking about Hell House LLC. Here is your disclaimer. We mm. will spoil this. Oh, yeah. It is a, one of my go-to found footage horror movies. Uh, so here's your warning. If you have not mm -hmm. seen it, go away. Go watch it. <laughs> Come back. And then tell us if you agree or disagree with our opinions, which I feel mm. are going to be very different once again, <laughs> on this week's uh, movie Hell House mm -hmm. LLC. Indeed, yeah, I am. Um, so this was the first time that I'd seen this movie, and I was uh, actually advised to watch it during the day just to avoid a lot of the strobing going on in the film. However, uh, it was not enough to uh, <laughs> to discourage me from getting motion sick. So I spent most of the film kind of half watching it, you know, with my eyes like slightly off screen so I can still ca you know, capture things that were going on but not get too too ill. It was 
It was interesting. We're going to stop rambling. We're going to get into the synopsis, which is from IMDb. Five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour-goers and staff on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. Um, first thing, I didn't realize 15 people had died. Yes. They kind I of gloss over that fact. He, he, they, they vaguely mentioned there's people that died. But I was kind of like, how many people, you know, and then it, it, it just never gets touched upon again. It's like 15, 15, yes. 15. That's, I mean, it makes sense with the whole basement crush, but boy, howdy. Yeah. Because that in the basement is where most of them died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I don't know. If they count Joey's death in that yeah. 15, I'm going to assume that they don't um, since it happened within two weeks of the gas leak. Now I feel lost. That's the official unofficial story. Oh, Joey is the clown that was the bodyguard ah. yeah, yeah. who okay. took he his came own life. Yeah, he took off running. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Sorry, I forgot his name. He, he, we only As saw him do. like three, three or four times. And I was just like, Sir, are you okay? Uh, Joey. Okay, got it. Thank you. Um, you are welcome. So, movie came out in 2015, um, written and directed by Stephen Cognetti, right? That's yes. the name, right? <laughs> Good. And I believe um, this was his uh, feature length directorial debut okay so did he do um like film festivals before this like shorter films um, or is it like i guess stuff? that's like the student. only thing i saw was that it was his first feature length um directorial debut it's this is a hefty movie to have as a directorial directorial debut it is and it was a low budget low budget it's you can see uh, that the, some of these shots are incredible. Um, it's... I don't... I don't know how to say it. I, it's... It's well-crafted enough to make it look like a dump. You know? To make it look... To make it look scary and convincing like it's an actual documentary. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of people who thought that this was something that happened. I sent you a TikTok of a guy who legitimately thought that this had happened. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's I I'm not one of these people who really falls for those kind of documentaries. Um my dad is. Like he he <laughs> um like a couple years ago when that mermaid documentary joke spoof thing came out, he sat me down. He's like, You need to watch this. It was like a super scientific like thing and they had scientists on it. And I looked at him, I paused it halfway through. I'm like, Dad, this is bollocks. This is not even a, like close to being true. He goes, and then he tells me later on that he also believes that Blair Witch happened. And he's probably seen this and believed that this happened too. So <laughs> <sighs> he's, he's the perfect audience for this kind of movie. I, it's a fun movie. 
It is. I'm also not a fan of the strobing. Um, I understand why it happens. Mm. Um, the hallway scene, though, <sighs> with the freaks, that strobing makes it. That's just... Oh, was it when he's when Paul was like going in? When Paul test? was in the hall doing the test mm-hmm. run, and he he's vomits? like, "Yes, he's like Tony. How many freaks do we have in here?" Tony's like three, and he's like, "Then why do I see four? That was that was excellent. I. That was that was one of the most hard part. Like I knew I had to focus on the screen at that point, and it was incredibly difficult for me because it hurt. <laughs> but, but that's also it was why. Great. I did extensive notes of that scene for you mm. so that you could skip it, should oh. you need to. Yeah. No, and I appreciate you do for putting the notes down like you did. Like this girl, she put down ten pages, full pages of notes, like. <laughs> Round of applause for the note taker. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Um, it's, yeah, apparently. So I watched it on Amazon, right? That's where you watched it too. The yes. little x-ray thing. Uh, mm-hmm. When it comes down in that scene, it says that that moment where Paul vomits isn't scripted. He's actually sick. Something had happened and he got spooked and he actually threw up. Oh my gosh. Well, I think it's worth noting at this point that they filmed this movie in a, in an actual haunted attraction mm-hmm. um, in Pennsylvania. The attraction is called The Haunting at the Waldorf Hotel. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe that one's actually haunted, too. Yeah. Can we get a check on the guy who played Paul? Paul, what's your name? What's your name, buddy? Um, Gore Abrams. Boy. <laughs> what a name. Um, but let's hope he's all right. <laughs> Your least favorite character of the movie, oh, too. Gosh. Can we talk yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first half hour of this movie, it just was me getting increasingly violently angry at Paul, who was the jackass behind the camera. And he kept wanting to see um, uh, the breasticles of these women that he worked with. And is just a pig and awful. And I don't want... I, I didn't want him on a camera anymore because he just kept zooming in on these people. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. I want to see what you're working on. I don't want you zooming in on these women. Stop right. being a freak. <laughs> There's always got to be one person in the movie you hate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, one of my favorite notes that I took, and this was later on when Paul uh, disappeared before he reappeared. Um, and I had to add... A little note to it. Um, where is it? Good riddance. Hyphen. Or the extended torture of Paul. Because <laughs> Paul so, gets really messed up. It, it is a little humorous to me mm-hmm. that the horn dog of the group is later we find out likely possessed mm-hmm. and it is facilitated by one of the female ghosts mm-hmm. in the house. Also mm. that scene, I don't care how many times I see this movie, love this movie, such a fun movie for me to watch. It still gives me chills. Yeah. <laughs> Something about him being under the covers. And you know what's going to happen. 
I got interrupted by a phone call talking about Paul. Indeed. So we were so Paul, you were talking about how you liked how it always gets you when he's hiding underneath the covers and the woman's in the room and he's being possessed. And you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You see her, he doesn't, he stretches, he sees her, freaks out. Um, I like that he grabbed the camera <laughs> and Dork. put it under the blanket with him. At least with him, that tracks because he's the one recording everything. He's yeah. recording all the behind the scenes stuff. So that does make sense. Mm-hmm. I laughed. I'm sorry. I Because, okay, so I laughed for a couple of reasons. One, I didn't see, I didn't notice anything weird going on until Paul like looked over and went, oh. I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> what the <laughs> And then when no, he- see, I noticed. Right when away. He stuck the camera underneath the blankets. I said, I went and I was like, oh my God, my grandparents have the same sheets at their house. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same bedding that they used in the room that my twin and I would stay in during the summers. Which kind <laughs> and, of tracks. And we, <laughs> we had a ghost encounter once in that house. Did you we hide under the blankets? Wind up hiding underneath the sheets like that. And I don't, I never saw the ghost that my twin claimed to have seen. <laughs> so I remember kind of just being underneath these blankets and like, <laughs> and I'm like looking over. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to be afraid about. <laughs> so uh, it was, it was like kind of tripped and stumbled into that scare. It did go very well. <laughs> I love that scare. I love that you know what's going to happen because when he pulls the sheet down the first time, you see her go to get up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's closer each time. Yeah. I like that she didn't climb under the blanket with him. I, I like that he just to. pulled it back and she was right there. And then it cuts. It's good. It was, it was good. I feel bad for giggling at that moment because it brought me out, but. That's okay. Um, I giggled when we see Sarah facing the wall. Yeah, that was weird. I was like... <laughs> Call it the mom in me. But every time someone's facing a wall, I'm like, oh, they're in timeout. Right? I was like, what did she do? Did she wet the bed? Even if, <laughs> even if they're chanting in some foreign language. She was talking, like, they played her audio backwards. <laughs> oh, okay. Well... My closed caption said foreign language. I might yeah. do, but I was like, I was listening. I was like, this isn't a language. It's not even Esperanto. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was fun. Um, speaking of things that make you giggle. Um, the first time we see Paul stumbles upon the clown at the top of the stairs yeah. to the basement and he's looking down there and then Paul pans to what he's looking to and pans back and he gets scared because the clown, this particular mannequin's head can't move. Right. It's a static head. And so all of a sudden it's looking at Paul and he gets freaked out and I laughed the yeah. very first time I watched it. I mm. laughed and I laugh. I giggle every time. Um, so the one scare that kind of got me was um, 
when the two, I can't, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't remember their names. I couldn't keep them straight. It's just white people. <laughs> the two guys are downstairs looking for Paul and the clowns are lined up against the wall seated, right? And they're all looking forward. Again, they have static yes. heads. They can't move. And Tony is to- the one that's holding the camera. Okay. And it was a, it wasn't Alex. It was Mac. It was Mac. Okay. Um, so I can kind of keep them straight in my head, I guess. Uh, so they're going into the freezer, the walk-in freezer that's in this basement. And um, <laughs> Tony looks back at the clowns because they'd left the room and come back. Um, and the clowns, their heads are all facing towards the, the freezer now. And so Tony pulls him and Mac into the freezer because it's like that it freaked them out. But when they get yeah. back outside, they're looking back straight forward. And so everyone just, you know, no one believes that these clowns are like moving. And I, I think it plays into my fear of mannequins. Okay. So I think that's why. It yeah. Got me. So I thought that that scene with the clown at the top of the landing would mm-hmm. have gotten you. No, no, because it, it, it gives very Michael Myers, you know, except the head is static. It's supposed, I you know, but it's just something about them seated, you know, like, you know, they're not supposed to move. I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I don't understand what the difference between those two are, but it was, it's just, it sent a chill up my spine. You know, it's like, oh, yes. So that was, it was excellent. And that's the point where Paul reappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's seated and- against the wall too. Not just any wall. It's the wall that we see the first time. It's the one where Melissa, when the haunt opens on opening night, it's the one she's chained against. So there's the pentagram. a pentagram just shortly, like just a few feet from him. I see. I missed that part because I was too busy. Like, <laughs> you know. It doesn't really show it that well. I've okay. watched it enough to know the lay of the basement. I see. Okay. That makes sense then. <laughs> yes. Because... They are, he is um, across, he's on the wall next to the wall that the clowns are on. Yeah. And Joey yeah. was sitting on that wall while Melissa was on the, the night of the pond. Um, yeah. 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 Boy, I, you know, I kind of want to see if there's like a floor plan for this house. Just because it's like one I'm always fascinated by the secret doors in haunted, like in haunts. I don't know what to call them in like haunts. Attractions. Um, Yeah. Because it's like, I've had a couple of friends work those before, but it's like, you know, having been to one this year, it's like, there has to be a lot more secret doors that I don't know about in these kinds of things. Oh, for sure. You know, I want to know how they lay these things out. We see Mac that night. We see Mm -hmm. that Mac is hidden behind a trellis. That Sarah um, that's comes in just, and hides. Yeah, that's just a um, door mm-hmm. to like a little cubby hole or something. Yeah, like a security room of like a security watch room. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and I don't, I don't know that I have ever figured out where that is in the layout. Yeah, it's strange. But we also see that the um, fireplace at one point in one of the rooms is actually a false door 
that is yeah. used by staff to get uh, like as a shortcut. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bit of a maze. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it would likely be pretty easy to figure out like the floor plan considering, like I said earlier, it's an actual haunted attraction in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's, so it's like an established thing and it's unlikely that they've changed the layout very much. We should go on a road trip next year. Do it. I'm game. I'm always game for a road trip. We'll go to that haunted attraction and we'll go walk through it. That'll be amazing. See if there's any nods to Hell House. By the way, we forgot to mention in mm. the beginning Uh-oh. that this movie came out in 2015. Oh, I already did that, girl. Did you? Yeah. You- <laughs> like, I'm yeah. under-caffeinated. <laughs> My bad. All. Um, no, yeah. So it is, it is coming up on its decade um, of being out, which is kind of interesting because, you know, you get like, what? Nothing. Just remind you you're old. Well, yes, but you remind <laughs> me I'm old every time I look at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the blood of uh, something. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I can't say. I, I have to. I have to watch what I say, Sam, because I don't it's know. It's the people blood are of the victims me. from the Abaddon Hotel. I don't want people to take me seriously because <laughs> <laughs> this is broadcast, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways. Okay, so. You have on here for one of our talking points, mm-hmm. the ethics of putting a haunted house in a damned building. Yes. So, Do you mean like a cursed building or like a condemned building? Both. I didn't really know what to call it. It's just damned. You know, it's like they walk in, the doors are all boarded up. No one's been in there for decades. It's, uh... Did they buy it? Did they rent it? I don't know. It's like, it's 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 clear that this place wasn't suitable for habitation and probably shouldn't have been used as, as a haunted house. But I mean, there are haunted, like legitimate haunted attractions in, uh, old spooky buildings. Well, I mean like a ghost tour. That's okay. No, I mean like haunted houses, like full on haunted attractions. But that makes me feel so weird. I don't know why. It was like, it's like kind of, it makes me feel like someone's dancing on graves, you know? I guess. I mean, because this, in Hell House, like specifically, there's a, there was a, I don't know if he was the owner or like a, I don't know if he like was staying there or something, but in the, when it was a hotel, someone had hung, hanged themselves in the dining room. That was Andrew Tully. He was the owner of the Abaddon Hotel. There you go. And rumored to be the leader of a cult, um, which we find out to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because at the end, like towards the end, once the stuff starts hitting the fan, there's, there's, there's figures in cloaks. Yep. And I was like, that's interesting. These weren't here before. You want to know a secret? Yes. Watch the sequels. Oh, you boy. get the answers to the questions oh, you just asked. Oh, man. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I will do it. Um, 
Uh, also, apologies about my lighting today. I was hoping that the sun may have come out at some point and provided a little bit of ambient light instead of my computer monitor. Except for the sun has now been eaten completely by the sun, uh, clouds and the fog. <laughs> by the sun? By the sun. The sun yeah. ate itself. <laughs> um, it imploded. And yet here we are. Yeah. It's, still so it's, recording it's, this episode. <laughs> it's, it's very Silent Hill out right now. And I'm kind, of, I'm kind of freaking myself out a little bit because my house is dark. But it's perfect time of year for that. It spooky is. vibes for a spooky movie. But I don't want to be in a haunt. I don't want to live in a haunted house, Sam. Touche, honky. You shouldn't have moved <laughs> in to someone's low-budget Overlook Hotel then, okay? It's, it's true. It's true. Um, but I, back to the question, I guess, is, you know, the fact that Alex bought this hotel to turn it into a an attraction knew it was haunted and didn't tell anyone that i think is unethical 100 percent. you know because it's like even if you don't believe in it per se there may be other people who do and it's it's hard to kind of like defend this because it's going to make me sound like i'm insane but sometimes there are people who can pick up on that kind of stuff it does, it does happen. There yeah. are unexplained things in this world. So I, you know, it's like, I think Alex would have been in a better position with this movie if he didn't, or in his, you know, haunted attraction, if he'd just tell his, 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 his employees, man, even the locals that live there, like, I don't know what she, I don't like, tell them, man. So Melissa started to tell a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we, he did actually tell one person. He told Mac. And Mac was tight-lipped. Mac knew everything that was going to happen. Or not going to happen, but like, he knew all of it. Like, Alex told him everything. Mm -hmm. Mac, um, Mac is also culpable. <laughs> yes. But that's why Mac told Tony when Tony was like, we're leaving. I'm leaving. I'm done. You also find out that whole situation. Yeah. How Mac came. I'm sorry. How Alex came to choose the Abaddon Hotel in the fictitious town of Abaddon. Yep. Fictitious town, actual county mm. in New York. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So this was set in New York, but... Filmed in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I it always freaks me out when like it always trips me up when people like when when movies do that. It's like here it is, it's based here, and it's like it's not. But thanks. No, it is based there. The story is. It just wasn't shot there. All right. Um, building on our talking of choosing a location. What makes a good haunted house, in your opinion? Good communication between the like employees and their like the show the the runner. Because you can't just have people running around, and if everyone knows what they're doing or where they should be, if you're if if 
one of your set pieces fails, you can still scare people. Yeah. You know? I mean, so I think... I think actors that are... That are treated well are probably the best, the most, most important part of a haunted house. Yes. <laughs> See, uh, I was going a completely different direction with this. <laughs> I was thinking like, as an attendee, mm-hmm. what makes for a good haunted house attraction? Not like... No, I mean, listen, Sam, I've been to one in the last fucking 15 years. Okay, so... So I my, don't have anything else to base it off of. My birthday is close enough to Halloween mm-hmm. that haunted houses are usually open. Mm. So with the exception of this year, um, my birthday weekend is usually spent at least one night at a haunted house. Love haunted houses. They're so much fun. Um, there is one in particular that I've been to that had the entrance was like the line went up to the top floor and the entrance into the haunted house was a slide. It was a pitch black slide that disoriented you and dropped you into, I think it was a graveyard. I don't remember. It's been many years. But it was fun. Oh, my God. (laughs) So the local one that I like the most, um, I really enjoy because there are there's several different haunts. So there's several Mm -hmm. different houses, which means you get a lot of different stories and experiences and stuff like that. Um, There's a lot of like animatronics and stuff like that. The fun thing about this one. And mind you, this is not for everyone. They could touch you. Oh. Wow. Now, in the in the waiver you sign, it yeah. does say they're not going to like restrain you or grab like grab hmm. you. Right. It says things like uh breath the feeling of their breath on your neck, um playing with your hair. Simple grazing, those kinds of things. So if you combine that with smart-ass comments, which I find hilarious, yeah, it's the best time. I want something that is going to frighten and entertain me. So yeah. scare the crap out of me and make me laugh. Mm-hmm. That's the best combination. Yeah. I, I want like... 13 ghost vibes. (laughs) When I, the haunted maze I went to um, this year, which was, like I said, the first one I'd been to in like 15 years. um, It was, it was like a no touching kind of like family friendly sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And I found myself only getting scared at the end. um, Just because it's like, I knew I wasn't actually in trouble. I knew I was safe. Yes. Which means that I wasn't going to get scared because these people can't touch me. The scare that got me, though, that literally, like, made me run to to the, the person I was with and during this thing and, like, hide behind them um, was you're walking out the exit and there's a guy, he's in a little little crevice just behind the door and he's got 
a chainsaw. And he comes like, I could hear his footsteps as he was revving it. <laughs> the footsteps and the revving, I panicked because <laughs> I thought I was safe. <laughs> I have it found was perfect. that that is the most common thing to happen at mm. the end of a haunt. The, the dude chainsaw. with the chainsaw. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love it. And you know it's a chainless chainsaw. Oh, like yeah. you know this. But it's like this primal fear. <laughs> and you just haul butt. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, in middle school, I went with a group of friends uh -huh. um, to a haunted trail. And the guy, there was one guy that came with us. And he was glued to me. Oh, my gosh. Like arms wrapped around me super oh. tight. Like around my waist, no space between us. Oh my gosh. At the, he was scared the entire way. Um, at the end, the guy starts the chainsaw. And this kid, and I mean, I was a kid too, but he was probably four inches shorter than me, picks me up and runs <laughs> to the car, does not no. stop. Until we get to the vehicle. And I am sitting here laughing, screaming, where's a porta potty? I gotta pee. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was more scared because my feet came off the ground. And I didn't know why. Than I was by the fact that some dude started a chainsaw off <laughs> behind us in the trees. <laughs> it was hilarious. One of my favorite. Uh, haunted house stories that I have to date. Mm. Indeed. Um, I think the only other scare that really got me in this haunted maze was um, there was a section where they had uh, set up a hallway and uh, there was windows with plexiglass on it. Mm -hmm. And most of them had mannequin heads in it, which... <sighs> Fine. We'll deal with it. <laughs> See, I would have been laughing. I would have been looking at them like, how old is this one? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're like, blinders, let's go. Well, I kind of looked at them and I'm like, it's not so bad. And then there's <laughs> one of them that had a mannequin head in it. But there was also tapping from that same window. But you couldn't see anything but the head. And you could hear it right there. And in, uh, in other windows, they would have people doing things in there but at that point i just kind of looked down and was like okay no 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 because it takes me back to the first time i'd ever went to a haunt and uh i was like nine or ten and it was my dad and it was my twin and it was one of my dad's friends and uh, which was great because you know me and aid both had someone big to hide behind Oop. which was great because me and my twin both had someone to hide behind right and it was um uh, it was, it's a similar kind of situation. Um, and this lives rent free in my head forever. Uh, and it was a similar situation where there was a hallway and, but there was big rooms that they had covered, you know, they'd put plexiglass in front of it. And so that you could have actual scenes going on in there, but usually, you, you know, most of them had mannequins, right? Right. Or thrashing, thrashing animatronics. Um, okay. and then there was one of them that had like an operating table and some doctors in it. And uh, 
like really scary doctors and like a mannequin and like all of a sudden there's blood coming out and spraying against the window <laughs> and tapping and like there's all sorts of screaming going on and I remember like the only thing I remember after that moment was I was my face was in a t-shirt hiding because I was so afraid so yeah uh, yeah hey. <laughs> oh my gosh so now you all know my deep dark big big deep dark uh what i'm afraid of all right so let's get back to the movie at hand a little hey i brought us on a big old tangent yeah i know and talking about haunts so (laughs) between this and paranormal activity i'm noticing a little bit of a trend with you Uh uh-oh found footage is not particularly a subgenre you enjoy? No, it never really has been. But especially these days with the concussion damage, you know, I get too nauseated so quickly. So is that why you don't like it, or is it more than just that? No, it's typically like the shaky cams that I can't deal with. Like Paranormal Activity, I really like because it's not as shaky. Yeah. Um, this I really struggled to watch. I I wanted to be really invested in it, but I. I had a headache. My stomach hurt. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm like, oh, <sighs> can we get a gimbal? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's maybe one day I'll find a found footage. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. So I don't disagree with you as far as shaky cam. I'm uh-huh. not a fan of that in found footage it is difficult for me to follow um it's really hard to focus Mm -hmm. but there's something about how raw like it all appears Mm -hmm. that make that actually makes me scared some well apprehensive sometimes like my heartbeat will quicken Mm-hmm. Um, because it just seemed so mundane, like the whole event. And then this happens to these people that we're supposed to believe, like, we're supposed to believe that this was just random, normal people, nothing special about them who stumbled into this bad thing. Yeah. And the found footage subgenre gives you a little more, makes it a little more believable than let's say the conjuring where it's basically yeah. the same thing, mm-hmm. but done in a way that we're spectators yeah. more so okay. than in it. I think is why found footage has like a special place in my heart. Found footage and flash uh, flashers. <laughs> Found footage wow. and slashers. Ah, yes. love those subgenres. I don't know if I have a favorite subgenre. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my my um my preferences are so vast. Yeah, cuz I like monster movies. You do like monster movies. Sci-fi horror is also really nice, you know? Um, 
Asian horror is fabulous, man. Some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's 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 always just something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like I like your your breakdown of that though. I think it's very very well put. So instead of rating all of the scares, because there are a lot. Mm, oh yeah. Um, give me like your the ones that stand out to you, like I, top I two or three, like shocking or like sc- scary. I'm using air quotes a lot. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Points in the movie that you can remember. I mean, the one like the big flasher scene where there's like, you know. Paul's going down the hallway doing the test and he's like, how many freaks do we have in here? And, you know, he goes off and vomits. That was as intense as it was for me to watch. I, uh, it was, it did kind of get me like, you know, kind of, kind of freaked out. Um, so I guess I'll put that one as number one. Um, and then number two has to be like the ones where the, the clowns are sitting on the ground and they turn their heads to look into the freezer before Paul is found again. Do I have a third? I guess it was that end where Paul winds up killing the girl and then um, himself. Yeah, I like that. Um, That was nuts. So obviously, one of my favorite scenes is when Paul gets taken. Mm -hmm. Um, I did also um, like the attic scene. Oh, where they found Alex? Where they found Alex. Yeah. And one was... of the things I really like is at the end, after everyone's gone, like the cloaks leave, Sarah's gone, Max gone. I like that shot where the camera's on its side on the floor mm-hmm. and you see Alex's feet and you see his shadow and you just mm-hmm. see him s- swinging, swinging like the shadow. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a gorgeous shot. Why do I always think the messed up scenes are gorgeous? I don't know, Dan. <laughs> Something's wrong with you, girl. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I need to find a therapist. Yeah. Um, do we want to get sponsored by BetterHelp? <laughs> <laughs> BetterHelp. We're willing. Um, <sighs> and then... I like the end when Diane and the cameraman wind mm. up mm-hmm. back at the hotel. Yep. And they open the door to 2C. That was um, that that sent a chill down my spine. I love it. Like I thought it was first off, the first time I watched this about halfway through. I was like, Sarah's dead. She, she just, she is, she's dead. Yeah. Um, she was like avoiding the camera, you know. The minute I saw her like staring at that statue outside when they were filming the commercial, I was like, homegirl didn't make it. Mm-mm. But I still loved that twist. Knowing that she was dead, I didn't expect them to for her to lure them back and Mm -hmm. kill the two of them 
I so one of the few notes that I did wind up taking um, was uh, was that you know I made a note that Sarah stopped looking at the camera. She wouldn't acknowledge the camera. She'd turn her face away from it even. Oh, I didn't notice that. And I thought that was kind of strange. And um, we saw less and less of her as it kind of went on. Um, but after Matt, uh, was it Mac that finds her against, the, like, facing the wall? Right? That one night? It was Mac. Was it Mac? I think it, yeah, it was Mac and Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mac has, Mac has Sarah in his arms. And mm -hmm. Sarah, and, you, you know, Paul's, like, trying to get, you know, trying to get all this on film. And every time, Sarah does her best to hide her face in, Mac, in Mac's arms. She okay. doesn't want to look at the camera. I thought that was weird. And it was when she, when it was revealed that she was dead, possessed, whatever, like even in through the, like the interview, I thought was weird. Um, like, boy, that was, but that was I don't think she I was ever see. fully possessed. Really? Yeah. Because she was still talking and she was still, uh, interacting and stuff. Whereas Paul was a full, full on possession. Mm hmm. And he's the one that winds up killing her. He winds up beating her with the camera yeah. Yeah. or a rock or I don't know. I think it's a camera mm -hmm. um, before taking his own life. Right. So. It's crazy. Yep. So it's, it's a twist. It really is. So uh, another thing, I just want to add this real quick because I couldn't find another place to put this. Um, I... I really, really like that towards the end of the film, they replay the YouTube video and then stitch in yes. the actual goings on in the house. It blew my mind because you could tell when the switch happened. And it and, would normally say too yeah, in the yeah, bottom yeah. left corner. Yeah. And it, it, it made my skin crawl a little bit like, It was all recorded this whole time, and it was. They still refused to acknowledge what happened there. It's like, what the, why, you know? Watch the sequels. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, any other thoughts? No thoughts. Only coffee. Only coffee. I'm behind on my coffee intake today. Mm -hmm. I, feel I like. must catch up. Um. I want to know what your your uh, rating for this week's episode oh, is. Um, I don't like doing halves. If we took out Paul, a three. With Paul, two. Nah, let's do three. It's like a two and a half in my head, okay? Just because I I I it it I had to dock a lot of points just because I felt like vomiting, you know? Like, yeah, but take that out. Like obviously, it's one that you're never gonna watch again. Three. Okay. It's a solid, it's a solid film. Um, like I said, it's, it's got some, it's got some great moments, but I just, I couldn't, you know? Yes. What about you? A five. Okay. Because it is my favorite found mm -hmm. footage uh, movie of the moment. And by of the moment, I mean for the last eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Um, I'm surprised. Have you, I don't think you've rated anything else a five, have you? Uh, 13 Ghosts. 
Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. For the nostalgia purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go call it nostalgia, not Matthew Lillard. <laughs> it's still nostalgic. I mean, I watched so many movies in high school mm-hmm. solely because he was in it. Oh, I listen, we've all done that. All right. It's fair. <laughs> but it's one of those, like, movies that, like, I watch it. There are flaws in this, for sure. Mm-hmm. Some of the editing. Although, it does really serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. But it's really well done. The pacing is mm-hmm. slow, but not so slow. Like, in the beginning, it's slow, yeah. but it's not so slow that you're like, are we done yet? I never look at my clock. I'm never like, how much longer? I don't pause it to see how much time we have left. It's engaging. Gee, I, I had to do that a couple of times because I was like, I don't Even keep when you hate this. Paul, it is still engaging. It is engaging, but I, I had to keep like checking and I'm like, this is feeling like it's going on forever. And I. Yes, but that's also because you th- had headaches. <laughs> I didn't want to keep pausing to take a nausea. walk. Yeah. Like, there were extenuating circumstances for you. Indeed. If my brain wasn't so stupid, then I probably would have liked it more. I didn't That's even think about that simple. aspect of it. What? Me not like me having to like, dock points because I can't watch it? Well, you not being able to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll watch it. Some, I mean, like, if I have to watch it through a mirror, I could. <laughs> I don't know how that fixed thing, but it might work. Maybe. Um, so, any final thoughts? Um, no. All right. I think we've about covered it this week. Indeed. So, I want to thank you all for watching. And I want to wish you all a very safe and spooky Halloween. We're in the moment. And in the moment, happy Halloween. Sam. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. We talked about Hell House. One of these days, we're going to watch one of Tim's favorite horror movies. One of these days. But right now, it seems like we're watching all of my favorites. We have to, we have to hit the big ones, and Sam likes the big ones, so, you know, i got to keep my uh, little niche favorites. I don't know if I'd call this a big one. Well, yeah. But it's a good one. It's a fun one. It it is indeed. (laughs) You're like I'm gonna lie. No, no. I mean it. It. I mean I'm pretty sure if I wasn't so ill, I would be afraid of those those clowns. Yes. Mm Hmm. Until next time, guys. Bye -bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this evening. Please go out and be spooky. We'll be here waiting.